This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Yo, 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 will it do? It is your boy, uh, Dave, aka Trebles, aka Dan Antonio. We are live with the new Spurs order after yet another mixed week um, down at White Hart Lane, N17, whatever you want to call it. I have, I have usually I call them a, uh, an attacking trio, maybe a midfield trio. But in light of what we saw last night, it's my defensive stoppers on today. Okay, I have my man Tobes, I have Tops. Yeah, I'm gonna go one by one, let them introduce and say hi to the crowd. Tobes, what are you saying? Fuck Spurs, that's what I'm saying. Oh, flip. Wow, that came off the bat. Yeah. Straight I said, in. I said, straight I'm not, in. No, I'm not over it. I said it. Yo, Jesus. That was straight in like a Romero ping. Bro, Goldberg spiel. <laughs> <laughs> Tops, what are you saying? Oh man. Whatever, man. I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Like the I would say, it's a uh, contractual obligation at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, here, here we are, brother. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are, indeed. Bobby, yeah. Uh, you know what? Spurs are Spurs, isn't it? I've had um, 
I've had certain men from other clubs in the last two days tell me that they believe their club plays ball or plays football. Um, yet they remain on the same points with us and with the same losses and have had just as bad results. But, you know, I digress. Um, Spurs can go suck out as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we've got other pressing matters to, to drop, yeah. And when my 32 hits, let it be known, innit? Uh, guys, just a quick note to all those listening. Yeah, we'll be dropping a um, hot in demand mixtape at the end of the season um, of all his um, all his takes. Um, I believe it's um, primarily called "Come On Down," something similar like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, just before we get into the meat of the show, um, make sure you are following us on all social socials, both individually and as the pod together, New Spurs Order on Twitter, uh, Instagram. If you're on Patreon, make sure you um, follow us. Some good exclusive content coming out there. Um, and also, a special opportunity, if you are a five-a-side specialist and also a Spurs fan, you can get involved and um, with the NSO fives, okay, the Touchline fives, um, Touchline for of the community. We are... And doing a little five-a-side league uh, slash competition and get involved, doesn't matter who you are from where you are, if you're part of the NSO family, join in and get down to it. More info on that on our socials, so make sure you hit us up with DM and we can hook you up. Right, let's get into it, guys. We've had two games this week in the past seven days. Um, firstly, yeah, shout out to Tops wearing the uh, Paulinho kit. Um, sorry, filtered. I know it's Kim, you PTSD. We've uh, yeah. been through this in our in our pre-show amble, um, but yeah, I'm going to start with you, Tops. Um, seeing that you were in the historical top, I'll dig into the the, the first game of the week, um, which was Brighton in the FA Cup. Um, when the draw was announced, I think we all agreed it could be slightly tricky. You never know what team Tottenham are going to. Sh- um, Put out and Brighton are a team known for giving to, you know better teams a, a run for their money. What did you? What were you expecting going into the game? How did you feel about the game? Um, give me your thoughts on the Brighton. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, like uh, it was you know the midpoint of the weekend, Saturday night. Um, when we got drawn to them, I did think it was going to be a bit of a tricky affair, but uh, as we know, XGFC, Brighton are a decent side. Um, and to be honest with you, I was just looking forward to Spurs playing after what was the like international sort of break. Um, and it was I was feeling somewhat positive just because um, we were having lots of players to come back. Uh, Romero came back, Son had got over his injury, and obviously we'd made a couple of new sign-ins. So going into the game, um, I did feel kind of confident, but then, you know, uh, against a team that's very much possession-based, um, the threat that Lamptey has, Mope from time to time as well, I felt it was kind of, you know, it was fair to kind of measured. Um, team was as I expected, no real um, surprises there. Um, none of the new boys started, but Romero came back in, which I think was really big, and he went straight back into the middle. And yeah, like as that game, um, as, as it came and went, I, I was kind of happy with how we played. It was a 3-1 victory. Um, I genuinely feel that we were in control of that match for like large periods. Um, I, I also feel like there was, a, there was a period in the second half 
um, where uh, Brighton did have a lot, you know, the lion's share of the possession and Basuma was building in, in, in the game, ragdolling a certain Hoybier, um f- throughout that sort of period. But I think in, in, in totality, Spurs were pretty much in control of that game and actually to come away 3-1 victors, um, Kane with two, two really good goals. I'm just happy that we were able to get ourselves into the next round and put ourselves in a, in a decent position um, to try and get maybe somewhere in the latter part of the uh, of, of, of the cup. Yeah, it's an interesting one there. Um, we'll talk about the whole trophy versus top four debate um, a little bit later. Yeah, um, I put in the group when uh, the team was announced that I thought Lamptey was going to put in an absolute classic performance against us. Um, seeing that we spent the whole of January linked somehow, whether directly or indirectly, to a right wing back. Um, and we'd all said that Lamptey was the one we should go after. Obviously, you know, we spent most of that time going after Triore, got rejected um, like a girl that danced. Um, and then here we are. We still are stuck with um, Emerson and Matthew. So what were your thoughts on the lineup? Did you think we'll struggle against a Lamptey, struggle against a Basuma? Um, again, players that we've looked at and gone, they'd be you know much more welcome here at the lane than some of the players we've currently got. Yeah, I, I did think we'll struggle against uh, both players mentioned. Um, I think one of the... Uh, Lamptey had a, a decent start to the game and then kind of like tailed off. I'm not sure if he's come back from injury recently, uh, but I think he's struggled to keep the consistency up. However, in saying that, he was still better <laughs> than our right wing back, uh, despite his performance. Um, Basuma has yet to bust case, but he has another case already pending for the crime of what he did to Hoisin and Stinks. Yeah. That boy was doing some assault. Yeah. I saw a man reaching for his neck, couldn't catch him. I saw a man reaching for his hip, couldn't catch a dance. It was a mess. Yeah. Why are you turning left and not reaching man? Why are you turning right and not reaching man? I said it in the group. I'm very happy recently. I mean, I'm ecstatic. Most people don't know this, but I am over the moon because brother Toby has finally come home. Yeah. We saw, to- hey, Tom's went jail, you know. Yeah. People, hey, I don't think people know, hey, Tom's went jail, you know. He went pen. Yeah. I can, I can say this straight up on here because he's brother, ain't it? He went pen. Because he was backing Hoisin Source like those. He, he wasn't backing him. He was like, he just didn't want to, he just didn't want to shake him. Yeah. He, he just didn't want to say Hoisin is dry and he needs to go. But today, as of a couple hours ago, I can't reveal the exact time due to legal obligations. But today, he said what he had to say and he was released from pen. Welcome home, brother. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this, this guy, he's been, he's been, he's been pulling me closer and closer to the darkness. <laughs> rightly so, brother. Rightly so. Rightly so. Rightly so. He's Come been on, pulling bro. me. He's been pulling me. But, bro, I'm literally. I, I came out of that game, and I'm not sure if you don't recall in the chat, but like there was a period where it was like I think it was like 50, 55 minutes. Literally, just search. Just search P.E.H. fuck off. Like, search that and you'll see it. Because there was, it just got to the point where I'm like, this is like, 
because I lost count of the amount of times this guy was just passing the ball into Southampton players' shins. And I'm thinking, what are you playing at? Like, I will defend as much as I can, but like, you cannot defend the indefensible. And it fucking reeks now. I don't want to see this guy start another game of any significance for the rest of the season. I've had enough now. It's too much. I've been seeing these performances. I've been fighting, 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 fighting. No, guys, you're too harsh on Hoibio. No, this, no, that, no, this, no, that. How many times can I see this guy play shit and still say, yeah, he should be starting? He needs... I, I don't want to see him start for Spurs again this season unless unless there is an, an emergency and the, the starting two are, are unavailable. Tobes. Run it up. Beep, 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 beep. I want to reload on that. I want to reload on that. It's actually insane. And I'll get onto that Winx guy later on because he was fucking dog shit. He was was fucking dog shit as well. I'm just... And and the thing is as well, yeah, this is why like we can't like take stats and stuff too seriously because the guy got an assist yesterday, technically. He was involved in the goal, right? But... When you watched his performance for 90 minutes, he was horrible. Or he whenever it was, he, he, he was horrible, bro. Hey, the assist, yeah, I think I said it in the group. Man thought I was joking. I weren't joking. He overhit the pass. Yeah, I don't think he went... Nah, Tops, don't do that. Tops, nah, stop it. Tops, nah, stop it. Tops, no. Man said he overhit a five-yard pass in the box. Yao is ridiculous. No, no, nah, you, nah. Yao is ridiculous. Nah, go watch it again, yeah? You can see where Son is. He's got time. He can actually go... He can literally punch the ball into Son's feet. He punches it across the box, yeah? But luckily for him, the defender was that scared of Son stretching and trying to reach for it. He stretched himself and scored an own goal. He overhit the pass. Do you know how dry you have to be to do that? (laughs) It's very interesting. We've gone from the Brighton win to the Southampton game very, very quickly. Big time, isn't it? You know what, though? You know what, though? Just before we move on to the the Southampton, because it's going to be a lot of bad, but let's actually talk about the good. I was looking forward to yesterday's game. Mm. I was happily looking forward to yesterday's game because I felt we actually made, we made light work of a decent Premier League side in Brighton on the Saturday. Like, we actually... Watching Spurs, we actually played well. I actually left that stadium smiling. I was like, wow, you've actually played well here. Agreed, agreed, agreed. You've played well. You've created, so many, you created a lot of chances. We we only won it. We won it 3-1, but we could have won that game. 4-1, 5-1. Yeah, had better yeah. chances. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Like, there's so, not, like, and it was full teams as well. It was yeah, full yeah. teams. So, you know, yeah. you couldn't give the excuse that people were rested. They went full strength. We went full strength. And, uh, yeah, fine. They had... The more, the more, most of the possession. If you're looking at stats, but if if you were there and you watched the game, you see that we were very much in control of that match for yeah, the nine minutes. It didn't, it didn't feel like a match where we where we were out of it. To be honest with you, yeah. And it's in just, any way, yeah. And it's just going from that high to to what we're about to talk about next is is literally why it is it is really it's really a fool's game to put any sort of hope in this team. It really is. Because the minute you start to feel positive about this team, they'll remind you why you shouldn't feel positive. <laughs> yes, Seriously, it's the truth. Uh, you know, it's absolutely right. You know, based on, I mean, I know we'll get into it, but based off the performance on the weekend, you would hope that, again, whatever they did well, they would build on. Whatever they didn't do well, they would work on. 
and they will take it into a team which, in my opinion, is actually inferior to Brighton. If we're looking oh, at the way, if we're yeah, at, if we're okay. at the way they play, so you'd think to yourself, okay, you're going against a team who's you know 13th in the league, not really playing that well. Well, they're doing okay, they've got a good coach and stuff, but again. Considering how we played against Brighton, you would think you had every reason to go into the game last night really positive. Really yeah. positive. Yeah, yeah. I think what <clears throat> um, what I wanted to touch on, before we get into Southampton, Tobes, you said you mentioned that you were there at the game, the Brighton game. What was the impact on you as a fan and the fans around you seeing Romero play, how well he played coming back after injury? We were buzzing, man. Me, me and Tops, we spoke, me, Tops and a few of my mates, we spoke about it before, before the game even started. But we were, we were buzzing. We were buzzing because we were like, yo, Romero, Romero's back now. And with Romero as well, yeah, the, the, the thing that I love about him, and yes, Sai made a good point today how he is individualistic in his play. Like, he wants every, like, he wants to take out the man. He wants to pass. He wants to, he basically wants to do it all by himself. Hearable. As Fine said. with me. As some would say, but like it's he's it's very distinct. Like when he's having like a really good game because he's so good. Like his passing, he's punching the ball into midfielders, taking two three man out of the game. His tackling, he's so great at intercepting. He's just dominant in the air. Like he he is he oozes class. Like, do you get what I'm saying? It's it's been a long time since we've seen a defender at this club that actually oozes class. Jan Vertonghen. Yeah, yeah, that's the last one. Yeah. yeah, those two, those are my two. Like, we've not had a centre back since those two that you can actually say distinctly, "Rah, this guy's quality straight away." <clears throat> you don't need to see much of him to know that he's a class above the rest, um, especially the donkey to his left or right. Um, we're we're going to go into Southampton, then we'll talk about the trophy in top four, and then we'll slip around because I think we're all desperate to get things off our chest regarding Southampton. Um, Tobes just alluded to it. Uh, it is the hope that kills you when it comes to Tottenham. Uh, word to Jack, one of our pod members. I'm going to slightly remix um, his his analogy. Put in the group chat. Uh, take the X rated out of it. Um, trusting these players is like trusting um, a man that's constantly cheating, uh, but he brings flowers every other weekend. And so you think, ah, oh, maybe he's turned a corner. And then just just when you're ready to plan your Valentine's Day. A chick slides into your DMs and says, Is this your man? This is the situation we have here at Spurs at the moment. Okay. Serial cheaters, right? We think we're married to hope. They're cheating with us with despair. Okay. And going into yesterday's game, I'm, I can't lie, I was I was very excited. I thought Southampton at home. We struggled in the first game against them away, but it's at home, second home game on the bounce, everyone's buzzing. The lineups were announced, and the first thing I said was, Hoiberg is going to struggle against his midfield. Look in the group chat. I said, Hoiberg, he he can't. This is this is too mobile for him. It's, they're moving around too quick, and it pretty much played out that him and Wink struggled. Yeah, when when you woke up yesterday morning, what were your thoughts about the game? Were you feeling positive? Did you think this is three points in the bag? Or did you know that you were married to the cheater? Hey, real talk, yeah. When I woke up, I had no clue that there was any football <laughs> for us this week because obviously bear games have been cancelled. So I was like, ah, okay. But midday, 
it dawned upon me. I was like, oh, snap, Spurs got a game. I didn't even know who the opponent was until about afternoon. In the afternoon, found out it was Southampton. Something told me to go re-watch the 1-1. The yeah. I was like, so I rewatched this game. I was like, yo, we got punched up, you know. You know, we were lucky to walk out with a draw. We we got, and then when they went down to 10 men, we didn't really do much. I was like, um, this ain't looking too good. Cool. And then I saw the lineup. And the first thing I thought is, some people don't learn. I like Conte. Yeah. He's yeah. not coming on down anytime soon. Yeah, but let me tell you this now. You did that. If you're slapping Nash, I'm protected. And that Nash is flying around town. Tell it, at some point, you're going to get the clap. Yeah, these are facts. Yeah, they're just facts. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that you're going to get the clap. Yeah. So, why would you risk yourself and put out a midfield like that big man bentocor has just come over from italy start him yeah and if if matters need showing up later on then fling man on when other players are tired do not have this this gone off hoisting sauce and this region of of a generic Pez, Pez, Scott Parker. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to insult so bad. He's struggling to find his words. Got nothing for this kid. Got nothing for this kid. I know certain man like him. This is what this is what makes me mad. I know certain man like him. They really like him. Yeah, and I keep he's telling poor, them man. this poor. guy is poor. He's rock hard sourdough bread. Horrific. Yeah. Your knife ain't going through it. The kid's rubbish. <laughs> Winks, Hoybier, same midfield. Bruv, Romeo couldn't make it at Chelsea. I don't even rate Romeo like that, you know, but he's all right. He can he can kick a ball a little bit. Romeo, who nobody has been talking loud about all season, dunked on these two for 90 minutes. Comfy. Second, second. That's what he was doing, yeah? James Ward-Prowse. Was shifting across the whole midfield like this. Second, second, second. The man couldn't shut him out. They, we got absolutely bamboozled, yeah, by guys that I promise you might not even make the top ten. That's what happened. They yeah. won't make the top ten. So no, they won't make the top ten. They will not. Then listen, they won't make the top ten. Uh, so, you can you can bet your house on it. So when and this is the thing that is actually infuriating about Spurs and slightly what Conte did. And he needs to rectify this quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> Conte was like, all right, cool. We're getting punched up still. Let's throw on Bentacore. Yeah. Took off Hoybier. 10 seconds, big man. 10 seconds. And we already saw the difference. Yeah. In class. No. Yeah. Between Bentacore and freaking Hoybier. 10 seconds. Mark my words. 10 seconds. But you know what? What was the piss take? Who was beside Bento? Who was beside him? This foolish rat winks. Yeah. The second goal. My man has run from outside Seven Sisters Station. Run. Full speed. Sick it. Sick it. He's, he's kicking. And winks is like this. <laughs> Profile. Nothing was the same. Drake. 
<laughs> what was you looking at? Why are you not following the? Why are you not watching the player that's about to steam train into the box? And then look, I don't think Emerson is is good. I, I I've had enough. The guy is trash. Yeah, he's rubbish. Clearly, clearly <clears throat> Emma dropped her U at the wrong club because we didn't deserve this. Yeah, but Emma, come and get your U back because this this guy's crap. Yeah, listen, you've got freaking winks looking this way. Emerson's clocked the issue. He's like, <laughs> all right, cool. I've got to try and get here. But at the same time, he can't get there because he's thinking, right, if this ball goes over my head, my man, who I was already marking, is free. But people want Winks to stay in this club. People think he should stay in the team. Big man, we will go nowhere in life until God floods this world and rids us of Winks. <laughs> yeah? he, he needs to go. He needs to go, bruv. What oh, kind of nonsense is this? That's <clears throat> trash. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> say, I say it's, it's one of those where after the first five minutes we knew we knew it was going to be a tricky one um, we knew it was going to be a tricky one um, just just a, just a quick public service announcement um, we've used a lot, a lot of analogies um, so far today um, just want to say that every member of this pod is a uh, committed man in relationships um, who love their spouses and partners and we don't advocate any cheating I just want to put that out there even though the analogies have been pretty yeah, uh, a man in the is mud. Hot. A man is hot. That's why he's This is Valentine's weekend. Valentine is coming. He's hot. <laughs> wow, man had to put a PSA, you know. Wow. Hey, uh, Valentine's is around the corner, you know. I want peace. Oh, hey, listen, we all want peace. We all want peace. We listen, want peace. I'm covering my base. I'm covering everyone's base. Hey, cover the base. more me. covering than Emma's son. Did um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, Toby, I'm gonna go to you, uh, and then Tommy, yeah. I'm gonna let you go. Toby, um, I, I felt it for you, my brother, because I I could tell your head was hot yesterday, I can tell your head was hot this morning. Um, to be honest, your head's still hot, your head is hot, talk to us because you, you were there live, you were a minute and a half in front of some of our streams. Um, probably about 10 minutes in front of Yao's stream because we all know I, Yao was, I was so far behind. <laughs> yeah, bro. I just I just couldn't believe what I was what, what I was seeing. In fact, I can believe it. I can be, and, and this is what I'm gonna get onto. Like, I couldn't believe that after what we saw on Sunday, they could play like this, such a contrast, but I can believe the caliber of performances from these players because I've seen it all too many times. It was only just the other week when we knew when I was when me and Sai were discussing um, uh, the number the, the number of midfield options we have, and we were saying when Bentacle comes in, realistically, who starts? And I was one of the people who actually said, you know what, Harry Winks is he's, he's playing well in recent weeks. Hey, on form, maybe he should start ahead of ahead of Bentancur. And nonsense. What, and then, what was that crap that came out of your mouth? And and no no no. And then and then. The defence as well. I've been saying for weeks, I think Spurs' two best defenders over the past probably six or seven weeks on form, Davison Sanchez and Ben Davies. I've, I've, I've been vocal saying this, right? Right? Yeah? So, Agreed. In, typical, in, in typical fashion, in typical fashion, when the going gets tough and something is actually on the line and you need these guys to perform, what happens? My issue with this team is the same thing that Jack 
bangs the drum about for yonks. And I've known Jack for this is coming up to four years now. And I remember I used to I used to be really positive about Spurs. And I'm not even trying to say that Jack Jack is negative. He's a realist. And I remember the first thing he said to me when I met this guy, he told me back in 2017. In fact, no, 2018, sorry. He said, Dele is finished. He said that. And I said, how can you say this? How? How, bro? Head was hot, yeah? <laughs> no, no, no. He's at Everton. He's at Everton. He's at Everton. He's at Everton. And the point, I make, the point I'm making is this. I, it took me a while, but my head was clear after that, that 2019-20 season with a lot of these players. They just are not good enough. They're just not good enough. So it doesn't matter whether they're playing well for five weeks, whether they're playing well for six weeks, whether they're playing well for two months, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if you need these guys to perform over a season, they can't do it. If you need these guys to turn up in a big game, they can't do it. So what is the point? They're frauds. They're literally frauds. They will hoodwink you into thinking, oh, maybe they're turning the corner and they'll just show their true self all over again. It's rinse and repeat. Davison Sanchez, last year, I remember, um, the turn of the year, the turn of the year, he was playing some decent football. And then fast forward a couple weeks later, he's getting face planted by Gundogan. Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer, he was on form, our best centre back the first half of the year. Face fast forward, he's he's getting mangled um, by Chelsea and giving away stupid penalties. And then I can repeat the same yesterday. Harry Winks, you've been someone who's been playing well. You've got the confidence of the manager. He actually had your. There was a period yesterday where he had the audacity to shout at Romero. Or look at Romero funny after Romero tried to play a pass through to Lucas Moura. Big man, you should be playing that pass. You should be playing that pass. He received the ball and Lucas is making a run. You should be playing that pass. But no, you take the cowardice way out and give it back to the centre-back who then feels he has to make the pass for you. Fucking coward. Um, and, the less, and the less I say about that, that other done next to him, the better. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The best. Put a bit of context around this. When when we first signed Hoiberg, not to embarrass Toby, but I'm putting myself in the mud as well. When we first um, signed Hoiberg, Toby and I did a little Patreon thing. Like we jumped on talking about the qualities we expected from him. Um, We we definitely signed up to the Hoiberg fan club. Um, But I sold my I sold my my shares. about as soon as Conte came in, and I realized this system's not for this guy. He's immobile, he just waves his hands. Um, I had to leave the club. And as Yao alluded to yesterday, Toby has now come home. He is now one. I've not left the club yet, guys. Let's not do this. I stop this. Don't hey, don't let the parole officer hear this, bruv. You're out. You're out of pen. Don't let the parole officer hear this. 
I don't want him sold. I just want him dropped. I don't want to see his yeah, face yeah, for, yeah, a, for a couple of weeks. I don't want to see this. You know what? You know what? You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kobe is hedging the bets because he knows he can't be sold right now anyway because it's not the transfer window. No, no, no. I don't, I'm, I'm saying I don't want him sold in the summer. I don't want him sold in the summer. I just want him upgraded. Hey, Jules, Jules, stop this. Your parole officer. Hey, no, you know, let, 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 let me not digress, but he was fucking horrible again yesterday. And then, and then this chicken royale... Um, Brazilian, whatever. You're not Brazilian. You're not Brazilian. You might have a Brazilian name, but he plays like a Macedonian. You're not Brazilian. He plays like a Macedonian. He plays like a part-timer. You're not Brazilian. You can't defend. You can't control the football. You can't shoot. You can't cross. You can't dribble. What can you do? What can he do? Apart from fuck up on the football pitch. What can he do? Rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. You say you you want to ask me why I don't believe Spurs will get top four? This is why. This is why. And this is why when we get onto the trophies or top four thing, my answer is gonna be different to what my normal answer has been for years and years and years. Because I don't believe in this team. I don't believe they're capable of doing this. I don't believe in it. Yeah. Listen, tops, <clears throat> you've been silent for a little minute. Um Give us your um, analysis. Take us, take us in. Man, like, 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 I hear all of what Tobes is saying. Like, we met before the game, and I was, I was positive. I was, I was positive based on how we played before and the team that we picked. I, I was, I had no reason to feel positive, but everything about those positive feelings just, just slowly dis disseminated out of me as the first half came and went. They were booed off and the second half came. It just, I don't know, man. Like One thing I've always said, I've always said about this team is that since the Pochettino days, one thing that we've severely lacked in is technical ability. And our technical ability has dropped so bad across the team is that now we're now trying to do things, like having been there watching the game yesterday, we're doing things or trying to do things that just players in the team are not capable of. Just not capable of. Like, okay, basic like, things. Like right? basic, basic, basic things. I'm looking at Sanchez. Sanchez is the right side to centre-back. And the way we like to play, we constantly like to rotate it across the back so that we can open up <laughs> our full-backs, get them up the pitch, or we can find an inside midfielder. The amount of times it got to Sanchez, he was often free. And the reason it was often free is because that was by design by Southampton. They were able to press off all the right angles to make sure that the one guy who isn't confident and good on the ball couldn't do anything with it. Then he gave the ball away, which we remember, guys, 17 times in a single match. Now, in trying to give the ball away or trying to pass to other members, he now has on his right a right wing back who similarly is at a low technical level. Someone who doesn't do... And that's just... And, and I really don't mean to be harsh on him, but be harsh. He doesn't do anything well. He doesn't do any defending well. He doesn't do any pressing, not no tackling. Defensive side doesn't do well. Fine, you don't do defensive stuff. You're a right wing back. Do you do the attacking stuff? Can you take on a man? Can you put in accurate crosses? Can you find inside passes? Can you even try and beat a man with pace? He doesn't do anything well. And another guy who on a night gave the ball away 17 times. So that's similarly on the right-hand side in a single football match, 34 times. If you're doing it by minutes, 
every three minutes, these guys were giving the ball away. Mm. That's mathematics. Not to mention Nothing. on that on that right hand Straight side. Back. On that right hand side, you're now looking at Lucas, who already plays high. He, he plays high risk passes, so anything that you're going to give into him or try to get off of him, it's just poor. So that means basically that right hand side or that right channel is a fucking black hole. It's a black hole for, of, of, of possession. I need a triangle. And like that means that that side is <laughs> that means that side is completely gone. It's completely gone, and it's it's difficult as well because you want these guys to do just like okay. One thing as well that I think about Conte is that. I understand his teams have never been flying teams. They've never been super creative. Fine. They have always been extremely functional. And when I say functional, the bits that work, they work well. How do you expect the bits to work well when you have players who are not competent of doing any of these things at a, at a basic... The amount of times yesterday that I was watching, I was like, that's a basic pass. You've messed that. That's a basic skill. You've messed that. That's a that's a tackle you should make. You've messed that. Lots of the basics. I just so 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 like when I when I take in the game in, in its totality, I, I understand, man. Like let's be honest, Hasanuto is a decent coach. He coached them to a decent result. He had clinical players in Adams and Brozier. He had a very good work, hardworking midfield. He had good he had good fullbacks to kind of push us as high as they could and make sure that the the fullbacks didn't couldn't do anything because he was extremely happy to press them to make sure that everything that was coming to them was forcing them back inside. And obviously, as we know in the first half, we were getting nothing from Winston Hoybier. So fine, yes, he's, he's just coached a decent game. But then also that's on Conte to one, either change it or two, to trust that his players can do some of the stuff to a decent level. And when you watch or when you read his presser, I read the full transcript of his presser. A lot of it is alluding to, we are working hard, but we must be better. We must do this. We must do that. We have to show. We, and the one thing that really like kind of just gets me about, especially what in support of what Toby says, is that whilst the work is there, I don't think we are mentally strong enough. I, I, I feel he kept saying today, emotionally stable. If you have experienced players who are experienced at being calm in games, you can manage these ebbs and flows of the games. And it seems that is far too much up and down in our team. And there isn't constant moments in the game where we can control the game. And that is obviously down to fitness, obviously down to technical ability, obviously down to mentality, lots of different things. And yesterday, I mean, it's just one of those games where all three, maybe all four or five of those things just didn't come together. Like, and and, and while I'm upset about it, I'm just charging it to the game, man. I'm having to charge it to the game. Because I'm not even charging it to the game, point, sorry. At, the, at this point, other teams... Can you remember, remember Other teams drop points, and I hear that, and I still feel that this is probably <clears> in our hands. We do what we need to do on our side. We should be able to get it. But there's big games coming up, and important ones as well. You know what, though? You know what, though? With this, with this though, the reason why I'm not going to charge it to the game is because... This was a very winnable fixture. And before I say what I'm going to say, I just want to say Southampton were phenomenal. Southampton's performance reminded me of our performance against Leicester, where... where stole my bars. No, it's the, it's the truth, though, where, where you're literally peppering a team for the majority of the match, and somehow they just keep taking the lead. Because I'll, I'll tell you this for free, justice prevailed. Spurs had no business even getting a point from that game, let alone three. 
So as far as I'm concerned, justice prevailed. You don't play well enough to win a game, you lose. Simple. That's the way it should be in football. And we, we got what we deserved. But the reason why I rate, I'm going to rate Hassan Hootl and I'm going to shit on this team even more is because as a, as a human being, he sees what Spurs' weaknesses and he exploited that to full devastation. All of the traffic. How many times did you see Kyle Kyle Peters bomb forward that game? Not many. All of the traffic coming on the right on the on his on Southampton's left hand side through Perod and El Yanusi. El Yanusi, this guy was playing SPL a year ago, a year and a half ago. He was playing with Aidan McGeady and and Scott Brown and all these all these dons in, in SPL. He was playing SPL football because he couldn't get into Southampton's team. And he has come and he has cooked. He has cooked Romero. My goodness, he has chefed him up like Toby Carvery on a Sunday. He's cooked him up to smithereens. Him and the left-back, Perro, they, they absolutely rinsed Sanchez and Emerson. And it was constant. They just they, they said, you know what? Wow. They couldn't believe how much change they were getting. How it's much everything. They would just get it. It's cash money. Just go at them. Cash money. Or just even put pressure on them. It's cash money. Press them. They'll lose the ball. Run at them. They won't get the ball off you. It was crazy. Oh, they, they were doing yeah, this yeah. thing yesterday as well. The two of them, where there were moments that Sanchez was at right wing back and Emerson was at right centre back. The two of them were just all over the place. Yeah. Like, I just, <clears throat> not. And let me just say this as well. Salisu, I was saying this to Yao yesterday. Salisu is an absolute tank. He did a really good job on Harry Kane. Him and Bednarek, they played really well yesterday. And I'm not just going to put it on their left side as well because their midfield, James Ward-Prowse was excellent. Romeo was excellent. They were still showing our midfielders how to pass under pressure. Can you imagine? Or I say under pressure, under pressure quotation marks because we didn't fucking press to save our lives yesterday. But they were showing our midfielders how to find gaps in a team's defensive shape. And that's that's what it was. <clears throat> that's what I noticed uh, watching James Ward pass and Romeo. They they just found gaps. They're like, okay, we'll find them. You know, the coach speak um, the half spaces. That's all they were doing. If you think about the two deliveries for the <coughs> second and third goal, James Ward pass just just peels off, just peels off a, a couple yards, and then he's got the freedom of North London to do what he does best, which is put the ball in the danger area. Do you know what I mean? Right uh, no pressure all, all his right channel, all his freedom all his. of London, just freedom. Literally, and like like yeah, I said, you know, man was running from seven sisters. He was taking a detour yes. um, to to the youth centre. He was coming round, passed all the chicken shops, jumped into <laughs> jumped into the stadium, and here we go. Um, it was it was a very 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 um, ironic performance in the sense that. When I was watching, I was like, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. And I thought, yeah, the 1-1 game, um, when we drew them away, um, they did exactly the same thing. They pressed us. They couldn't press us when they went down to 10. Um, and I think Salisu was making up for that. I think yesterday that was on his mind. He was like, you know what? I let my guys down last time. So here I am. I'm going to make sure um, I get involved and, and put in a great performance. Um, and and then the other thing that was ironic, like, like Toby, like you just said, it was the Leicester game. It was a team that was had the confidence to to get twenty odd shots off, to be peppering another team, but then were going behind and then didn't didn't give up and scored two quick late goals. 
Um, so here we are. You know, it, even though it's not one of our quote-unquote games in hand, it is momentum killer. We've got Wolves at the weekend, I believe, and then we've got Man City. So again, we've got Wolves at the weekend, then we've got a week off, um, and then we're back in after that. So it's a situation now where the top four conversation has to come to the forefront. Um, yeah, I'm going to go around everyone, but I want to start with you, yeah. After the Brighton performance, knowing that we're through to the next round, Middlesbrough away, um, and then seeing what happened against Southampton, knowing what obviously happened against Chelsea, knowing our propensity to fail when things are on the line. Trophy or top four? Is that the decision for you? Or is it just get me to the summer where I can get rid of all these players? Yo, big man, right now the season's a write-off, yeah? So it is what it is. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. It is yeah. what it is. Because top four, I can't be talking about top four. Even though we've got games in hand, I can't be talking about it because I don't know what's going to happen. Trophy, I ain't seen the trophy since 2008. I ain't seen armpits lift silverware since 2008. So, big man, I don't know what's going to happen with a trophy. As it stands right now, get me to summer. Spend the cash if you have it because we don't know if they have it. They might have blown it already. And we'll take it from there. But what I do want to happen in the summer is certain man gets sacked. Yeah, <laughs> certain man need to lose their job immediately. Number one being Hoiberg, number two being Tim Winks. That's it. <laughs> you, can, you can even hear my son in the background crying from the travel seat <laughs> of, of this team. Yeah, absolutely nonsense. You got freaking babies whiling here yeah, because because of the nonsense you guys were doing yesterday. You have some shame, stinking players, bro. Have some shame. It's 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 clear that um it's clear that Yao's got the um highlights on in the other room. Um, so Tobes, what are you saying? Trophy versus top four. Ideally, both, but listen, top four, Spurs, and I'll repeat, like yesterday, losing losing the game yesterday does not mean top four is done for Spurs. Spurs are very much in the race for top four. And I believe this top four race, as it has been for the past couple of years, will go right to the end. Um, but unlike the last two years, Spurs are going to be in it right until the end. I think we have enough about ourselves or better yet, we're just as shit as the rest. Let me say it that way. We're just as shit as the rest. So we're just, we're all going to stumble, 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 win here, lose here, draw here, win here, lose here, draw here. And it will go right until the end. So Spurs really 1000% should be targeting top four and have a strong, the strongest chances we've had in a couple of years to get top four. But if you're asking me which one would I prefer, this is purely because I don't believe Spurs are going to get top four. Give me that FA Cup. Honestly, give me the FA Cup. I've been saying for years, I'll take top four over FA Cup. I'll take top four over this. I'll take top four over that. Money this, money that. Honestly, what's the point? I know full well this, this team, they ain't got the minerals to, to finish in the top four spot. And everyone can say, oh, no, you're being harsh. I'm not being harsh. I'll believe it when I, when I see it. Spurs haven't been in the top four at all this season. What makes us favourites? Honestly. Mm -hmm. What makes us favourites? We've not been in the top four at all this season. We've not had to defend it. So what 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 makes us favourites? What? Because we've got games in hand? I mean, technically, yeah. that's a line. Yeah. We, what? I mean, if, if we want to go on technicals, uh, Nuno was top of the league. Yeah, but then we got found out for <laughs> fraud. That's what we got found out for. The fraudsters found us. Your card doesn't bang, big man. Your card doesn't bang. And that's why we are where we are right now. We were top of the league fraudulently 
and we got found. Remember, side profile, nothing was the same. Rubbish. <laughs> was he actually top of the league? Because I, I thought I was. was. I mean, goal difference was whack. Yeah, our goal difference was so poor. So I don't think we were even in the top three, four. Three yeah. and zero. That's all yeah, I remember. Yeah. Bro. Our goal difference was so um, bad. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm. I, I get what the book the bookies have us as favourites because <laughs> you look at the games in hand. You look at Romero back, Conte and stuff like that. But until Tottenham actually get into that top four, please stop talking to me about Spurs being favourites because I'm. Not it's going to fall on deaf ears. Honestly, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So for me, give me the FA Cup. Honestly, give me the FA Cup. Fuck it. For this season, when we've only got Conte for two years. Fuck it, I want to win. Give me the FA Cup. We're still going to be chasing Champions League in two years' time. Give me the FA Cup right now. I'm changing my policy. Give me the FA Cup. I want to go to Wembley and actually win. I've been to Wembley twice to watch this team. And both times, I've had to take two crushing L's. Give me a W. Please. Um, I want the I, FA Cup. Can I just say, I mean, it'd be nice. To make the FA Cup final, seeing as we haven't been there since '91, uh, when I was four, you know, um, so it would be nice. But um, considering the fact we haven't scored in the last four finals that we've been to, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty worried <laughs> uh, for us, our chances in any final. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> it'd be nice. It would be nice, uh, but I, I just need us to turn up. You know, just just let oh, you know. Oh, we are in the mud. The um the reality situation tops. I'm coming to you about this this um debate here. This, this choice we have to make. The reality situation though, we are in the mud, but everyone else is in the mud with us. Um, Southampton's next game, Man United, twelve thirty. Um, Wolves are playing Arsenal tonight, and then they play us at the weekend. The reality situation is, as much as last night we we needed the points and it'd been great to get them, it's one of the ones where everyone's kind of playing each other at this part. It's a really kind of random quirk um of of the fixture list. So. What are you saying? Is it is it top four? Is it a trophy for you? Uh, um, for me, I I I was of the opinion that you know we brought Conte in to get us to top four. Um, I always thought that that was all he was supposed to just get done with with whatever recruitments he was able to get in January. The top four was always the um, it was always the goal. Like, as I said to you guys, like I, I was doing some maths looking at the games and, you know, in my head, I was like, Tottenham can't lose a minimum of like seven or eight games. Um, and that's taking into account what was six sort of difficult games um, and getting near on max points in like three quarters or four fifths of the remaining ones. Uh, one of those ones, which I thought was a wizard would be a win, <laughs> was Southampton. So um, at this point, we're already, we're already negative three on the potential points that we could pick up. Um, all in all, if I'm going to be so frank, I don't think we get top four, just because I just feel, looking at like our form and the way that we're playing, it's frustrating knowing that you don't know which Spurs is going to turn up. You look at our last eight games, it's win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So it's very almost, if Tottenham want to turn up that day, we can get a result. But if we don't, then we're just going to have to hold the, hold the L. Um, personally, I just don't think, even with one game a week for like a good sort of two, three months towards the end of the season, I just can't see how any of these players can give us any consistency. We don't have a functioning right wing back. Uh, we still are constantly playing Sanchez and we're constantly starting Hoybier. Um, Plus, we don't have a second striker. I would rather us just go for it in the FA Cup. Get through Middlesbrough. Um, looking at the remaining draw, we're probably going to draw a big side. 
in the last eight. Um, so let's just give ourselves a chance, get through, try get a final, and then see what happens in the final. But uh, I just feel like in terms of our quality now, there's too much to do. And there's like, it'll be, it, it would be us. It would be like very, very like optimistic for us to trust the guys that we have at the moment. Um, I, I just can't see, like, I just can't see it. Top four is just, I think it's a big ask. And the problem as well I also have with Spurs is that whilst we have Conte and Kane's coming back into form and these new signings, like when it matters, we just don't turn up. And people can say to me X, Y, Z, but it's just, it's just the plain hard truth. When it matters, the games in hand, the important games, we just don't turn up. And it's not something that's like, oh, it's Tottenham, it's Spursy. It's it's the same. It's the same. The same things happen. Mistakes maybe crop up. We don't perform. We don't have any shots. X, Y, Z. I just feel like when it matters, we just don't perform in these big sort of games, or especially the important ones. Um, I know we've got Wolves this weekend, which I think is in the scheme of things, because Wolves are on 21 games. We are on 21 games. We're on 36 points. They're on 36 points with them playing Arsenal tonight. Yeah. If they win tonight and they beat us, that's effectively six points. Yeah. yeah. So it's a huge one on Sunday. I mean, if this is why I was more like, fine, we lost Southampton, shit. But if it means we get a W on Sunday, I'm taking that, you know? Yeah. We're, it's, it's like I said, it's where everyone's in the mud. There is no clear favorite. Um, just in case there's any West Ham fans listening, you're not in. I don't really regard you in the conversation. I think you're going to drop off by March. <laughs> um, just being real, um, I don't think they've got enough. Um, they're a placeholder at the moment. Uh, they're a save the date at the moment. Um, anyway, <laughs> let me. I just want to talk on something, maybe a little bit more positive to end. Um, football starting in a minute. I know we all want to go and see um, what hopefully is Wolves um, handing it to the Gooners. Um, have we found a new midfield general in Bentancur? Um, I've heard so many different pronunciations of his name. I'm sure Owen will have his own unique take on his name. Um, but our new Uruguayan um, midfielder has come on uh, in both the games, um, along with the other new signing, Kuliszewski. Um what, what are our thoughts? Um, just real quick, I um, don't want to take too long on this one. Um, I personally feel like they are welcome additions. They push some of the crap down to the bench. Um, hopefully that's that should be the plan moving forward in like yet today. That should have been what is happening in training. Um, that certain manner with the under 23s and will be only needed if now White is injured. Um, or Harvey White, sorry. Um, guys, what are your thoughts? Um, Bentica Kuliszewski, I think, I think Kuliszewski had a shit, he had a shit cameo yesterday. Let's be real. Um, whilst Bentancourt had a really good cameo. This is two good cameos on the trot now for Bentancourt. Um, I think it's obvious that I didn't really I didn't really want Bentancourt. I wanted a different type of midfielder, one who could give us a bit more consistent penetration whilst in possession. But it's not to say that Bentancourt isn't a good player. And I remember when we signed him, a lot of people were trying to pretend as if Bentancourt is this bummy player. And I'm like, bruv, this... Is an established international who's been playing. At, he's been a regular at Juventus side for, for like four years now. So he's quite clearly a good player and he was always going to be an immediate upgrade on anything we have in our team. So yeah, he has to be starting 
between now and the end of the season. He has to. He has to play. <clears throat> He's got the durability and the work rate and the energy and the obvious. The most important fa factor for me, whilst he may not have that consistent punch, he has got... He is calm in possession. He's calm. You see the the little turns, the the little flicks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He doesn't he doesn't shit his pants the minute he sees two free 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 players coming at him. Please, I need to see him start. And Kulisevsky, yeah, I see a couple fans getting on him, but listen, the guy's twenty one years old. He was always going to have some sort of adjustment time in comparison to to Benton Cole. So I think he'll he'll come good for Spurs. Yeah. Coach, uh, before, before, before you go, I, I think Kulishevsky, you know, people talk about his lack of pace. I think Kulishevsky is one of the players that will thrive when we play higher up the pitch. Um, and it's clear from what Bentekil was trying to do. He, that first pass he hit when he came on yesterday was absolutely sublime. And having watched Hoiberg serve it up to Southampton as if he was going back there on, on day release last night, um, it was absolutely ridiculous just to see the levels. I know someone mentioned it earlier, the absolute levels between the two of them. Um, and yeah, like Top Tobe said, we should see Benton go starting at the weekend. That has to be the way that we go forward. Top, what are your thoughts on the two new boys? Yeah, I really like Benton. I think he's really, really good. Benton. Um, I just think that like 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 Tobe said, in my head, when when we signed him, I said straight off the bat, that's our upgrade on Hoybier. I just said in my head, I was like, that's it. He's going to come out of the team, whether he realises that, but at some point he will. And maybe Conte's maybe now thinking that. Um, I just think he's very good in terms of his ability on the ball. He seems very calm, technically proficient. Um, and he. I also like, there was a number of times yesterday that he was kind of driving with the ball, getting into sort of attacking areas, which I think is really positive. Um, yeah, Kulu didn't have a great cameo yesterday, but I feel like it was, it was a bit of a difficult game to get him in. I actually think... I would prefer to have him playing in like a 3-5-2 where he's probably the more attacking of, of the midfield three and maybe drifting off to the right like he likes to do. Um, and then we also have like two extra guys who are who are very hardworking in himself and Ben Tanker and maybe even Skip in there. And then we have three guys who are, who are all very hardworking and all very technically proficient. And then that will allow like the fullbacks to, to kind of do their thing. So for now, I'm not really going to pass judgment on Kulu. He's young. Um, he's still finding his feet, but like Tobe said as well, Ben Tankir is a very experienced player. He's 24, he's a fully-fledged international, played more than 200 professional games. So for him to come in and do what he's done so far, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think, and that's the key. You know, they're both experienced. Um, and that's what we've needed. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Yo, I, I'm not going to lie to you, yeah? I, I call him Benjamin, and I know that's not even his last name, but... He's been jamming, bro. He's been doing his thing. The guy is levels above that rotten hoisting sauce that has been sitting in the sun of Santorini all summer, bro. That listen, there's it's not even it's not even close. It's night and absolute dawn, not even day, night and dawn. It's it's mad. I don't want to see that piece of crap that calls himself a Viking fraud, yeah, starting in any lineup moving forward. He probably will. Yeah. My Viking. Yeah, he's, a, he's a Viking of, of absolute... For the last crap. time. Yeah. That's your boy, man. That's your boy. That's yeah. your boy. That's your boy. My Viking, listen, man. Listen, I hate to see it. I, I love to see it. I told you this guy should be at the stadium 
months ago, yeah, and we're finally here. That's how you got on day release. That's why we're happy that you're here, bro. You hear me? We thought you weren't coming out, but we're happy. You made, you made it. Listen, it has to be. I said it in the group. A lot of people have, even you know, people that I've spoken to, they've kind of like told me, no, it's not going to work. It has to be Skip and Ben. That that for me, moving forward, build around that, and like if you have to add, say, Kulu to um, the attacking side of the midfield so be it but there's no way on god's green earth we can continue with the winkst and hoiberg show that that show should have been cancelled 17 seasons ago <laughs> 17 seasons ago <laughs> well here we are valentine's weekend um it's, it's a struggle to find the love in the middle of all this crap um Fit in. Hopefully, we can uh, start in this weekend. Definitely because the midfield is absolutely porous. Um, but even with Ben Ten in there, um, it's going to need a little bit more magic to make um, Chicken Royale and Donkey Davinson um, learn how to defend. So we can only hope and pray. Uh, we can only hope and pray. So we're going to call it there. Um, it's been great, Yao, Tobes. Tops, thanks for being involved. Like I said at the beginning, make sure you hit us up on our socials. Make sure you're following everyone. Um, also, the group uh, on Twitter, Instagram, the Patreon. Make sure you signed up um, to that. Make sure if you're interested in playing five-a-side football, you get involved with that. Um, the NSO fives, we need a team to put out um, to go up against the other pods um, in the Touchline Fracker community so whatever you're doing this valentine's weekend if you're watching the super bowl with your loved one um if you're winding and dining um or if you're doing other illicit activities make sure you stay safe and and hopefully we get three points from the wolves game on sunday um guys it's been a pleasure i shall see you on the other side peace peace safe Debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.